Hi there, and welcome to the YEGMS podcast. It's been 70 days or so uh, since the last time uh, I uploaded a podcast, and my apologies to anyone who listens regularly, um, but it's been a really eventful first few months of the year for me. Uh, I guess we're actually halfway into the year now. We're, not, we're in June. But uh, with the really long run 2016 going on just, just about a month ago, uh, really crazy busy time. Uh, the bike tour, the Johnson MS bike from Leduc to Camrose goes here in about 48 hours from when I'm recording this, uh, this Saturday. And in between, I had Anissa's wedding, uh, a trip to a different province, uh, a lot of stuff with my personal career, uh, with my work that I had to attend to. And unfortunately, I just haven't had the time to dedicate to the blog or to the podcast that I'd like. Uh, however, I'm back, and with the bike tour coming up here, and like I said, in about 48 hours, uh, it seemed like a good time to record one and, and uh, sort of move this thing on, and looking forward to the bike tour. Well, I'm looking forward to the event and, and, and uh, seeing everybody at the, uh, uh, at the event on Saturday night, Saturday night at the Camrose Exhibition Grounds. Uh, we have a bigger team. The battered piles are a, a bigger team this year than we've ever been in the past, so that's exciting. The battered piles is the name of my MS bike team. Uh, as of yesterday, we'd raised over just over thirty thousand dollars in total, with uh, the proceeds from the run going to the team as well as uh, you know the other members of the bike team raising money, which is phenomenal. Uh, last I checked, we were ninth overall. Uh, for team fundraising, and personally, I was number three overall. But I usually get dumped down. I'll, you'd probably get bumped down to four or five, um, but I'm okay with that. I mean, the the run itself has managed to raise about thirty-seven thousand dollars in the last two years for the MS Society of Canada, uh, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, updates on the on the run for those anyone who's interested. Um, it went really well this year. Uh, it took two hours. I was two hours faster uh, covering the 80k this year, um, and a lot of that goes, uh, you know, my hats off to uh, Chris T of Blitz Conditioning. He um, was a phenomenal support for myself. Uh, he volunteered to train me, and it was it, just just the support was huge. And he also ran the whole distance with me. I mean, I think when we hit, uh, I think when we hit 50k, it was the longest run he'd ever done. Um, it was great, and along with him, uh, Andre Lassard, who's the community manager for Sport Check here in Edmonton, uh, he ran the whole way. Uh, he was actually on the last podcast. He he ran the Boston, uh, finished in under three hours at the Boston Marathon this year. Uh, having having a runner of that level and that experience, uh, and especially the personality that Andre has, he just has a very wonderful energy to him, uh, was phenomenal and a huge help. And uh, and also Jen Ferrance from of the November Project, uh, she ran the whole way as well. And having the three of them and having athletes of that level uh, support me, give me tips. Um, I mean, what can I say? I mean, you, you just can't ask for more. Um, you know, I, I jokingly say, but I mean, it may, it may actually be true. Uh, you know, as far as 
fat, <laughs> fat ultra marathoners with MS go. Uh, I'm probably in the top five in the world. Uh, you know, guaranteed top ten, but probably in the top five. Uh, and I and I mean that jokingly, of course, but. You know, having three athletes like that with me that are just on a different level um, than I uh, was a great help. And, um, yeah, it was great. I don't have a guest on the podcast today. Um, uh, not that I wasn't able to line anyone up. I didn't really try. This is just going to be me flying on my own. Um, I have a lot of things that have been rambling through my head that I want to talk about. So I'll work through them in the next... Uh, half hour or so and um yeah and i hope you find some value in it uh what else do i want to talk about oh on the on the note of the uh the really long run next year it is going to change um my i and it really interestingly enough you know out of all the stuff that's happened with the really long run um, the coolest part, I mean, outside of raising money and awareness, the, but the absolute coolest part about that run that I never foresaw coming is I've met some absolutely phenomenal people. I mean, I just mentioned Chris, Andre, and Jen, who ran with me, but not just them. Um, I met a gentleman named Kieran who ran about 20K last year. He ran another 20K this year who owns a production company. And his name's Kieran, and he uh, owns a company called Production 71. And you can find them on Twitter, uh, Google them. And his production company creates multimedia for uh, different businesses, uh, training videos, uh, educational videos, um, and he came to me before the run, about a week or two before the run, and he said, hey, Sean, what if we film the run and we create a promotional video to help you market the run for next year? And I didn't know what to expect. And, and I said, sure, I mean, it sounds phenomenal. But, I mean, and basically the theme that we went with, we decided that in order to grow, I mean, I've been thinking for a while now, in order to grow this event and grow the amount of money, grow the awareness, grow the participation, it, the really long run has to grow beyond me. It can't just be a one-guy event. It has to grow into something larger where there's more MS warriors involved, more people involved, more participation. And in order to do that, um, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to change the run and... Um, and also going to have to position it differently. I think that the idea of running an ultra marathon along the highway, <laughs> it's not the most attractive thing for people when they're considering things that they're thinking about doing. They don't go, hey, I'd love to run for nine hours or nine and a half, ten hours uh, along the side of an Alberta highway. Uh, it's just not something that says, hey, that's something I want to do to most people. And I get that. So my thought is that I have to grow beyond that. So I, I, I was telling Kieran that's what I was thinking. And, and then they shot this, and I just saw the, the, the rough cut. He calls it a rough cut. I mean, didn't look rough to me. But uh, he 
show me the rough cut yet rough, rough, sorry I'm tripping over my words the rough cut yesterday and uh, at a coffee shop in the West End Edmonton and and uh, I welled up I mean it was, uh, it was I found it very powerful um, and I didn't know what to say I kept saying it's not that I don't like it I'm actually speechless and, and there, there are a few things that leave me at a loss for words and it did. I mean, I just think that he captured it really well. And along with that theme of how we're going to transition this thing into uh, a larger event that will hopefully attract more people to participate. So like I said, there's an example of a really cool person, Kieran and his team at Production 71. Um, phenomenal job and uh, words can't express my gratitude for, for what you guys created I, I think it's I think it's amazing um, along another along those lines of fantastic people that I met uh, about four or five months well about four months ago now uh, I got an email from a gentleman named Mark and how he came into my uh, airspace is that he's an MS nurse who happens to be an ultra marathoner and he doesn't just run 80k type events he runs 100 mile events which make my little 80k run look like a lap around the block anyway he'd approached the ms society about doing some sort of ms run and and he would you know happy to help support it plan it etc and they said hey you haven't heard of sean sean actually is already doing something like that he runs from the cameras blah, 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 you should reach out to him. So he did, and I had the pleasure of meeting him in person and his wonderful kids and his wonderful wife uh, over some of the events pre previous to the run. And, you know, he's going to, he's volunteered to help me plan the next one, um, which is just, you know, whenever somebody volunteers their time and approaches you and says, hey, I want to get involved, can I do this for you, can I do that? And there are people that you don't even really know that well. It really renews your faith uh, in, humani in humanity, and it really makes you feel that uh, regardless of the craziness going on in the world, whether it's politicians wanting to build walls or uh, crazy fanatics or whatever, I mean, all the, you know, down economy, all that kind of stuff, and then you stop and think, oh, you know what, there's just good people out there, and they're, they're everywhere, and they come from all walks of life, they come from... <laughs> every imaginable race, religion. I mean, there's just good people everywhere. And that's what doing this run and, and, and volunteering my time reaffirms. Uh, I mean, it's very empowering because it really just, again, reaffirms my, my faith that people are basically good. And so I look forward to working with Mark. And the idea that I have for next year is that rather than running from Leduc to Camrose, is moving it, moving the run into Edmonton and doing it in the Edmonton River Valley. For those of you who've never been to Edmonton or don't know very much about Edmonton, uh, Edmonton's a city of with a metro population of roughly a million people, give or take. Um, and there's a phenomenal river valley that runs through the heart of the city. And there's more than, more than enough paved and unpaved trails that we could run, we could create uh, an ultra marathon route 
But rather than it being a straight ultramarathon, my thought right now is that, and if there's anybody from the MSSI you know, listening, well, I haven't told you yet, but here it is. Um, my thought is instead of doing a straight ultramarathon, we get people to form teams and it becomes a relay. And it's not a race, uh, you know, a race per se. Uh, and the relay can be, you know, let's say we come up with a 60-kilometer course. You could have 60 people run a kilometer each, or you could have run two people run 30 kilometers each. Your team can consist of one person. And it doesn't matter team to team how many team members there are. You just have to cover the distance. So like, for instance, me... I'm probably going to want to run the whole thing where if you have um, people of different fitness levels, people with more severe MS that want to get involved but doing even a 5K is too much, then they could run 500 meters for all. I mean, it's, it's about covering the distance. It's about creating awareness. And it's about raising money. And I think that that would be a more inclusive event. It's not as intimidating as running along the highway. No one needs to, and, and any team member of any team can run to their ability. If they're only good for a half kilometer, then they run a half kilometer. Uh, if you got a, somebody who, with more severe MS, that struggles walking and they want to and they want to walk the last hundred meters for their team, then that's what they do, and it becomes an event that's inclusive and that everybody can conceivably take part in. Um, and then personally, what I want to do is get that really long, maybe we'll call it the really long relay, or I don't know, maybe whatever the branding is. And then personally, every second year, personally, I'll do a really long run myself. And my initial thought right now is that in 2018, I want to run the Jasper to Banff Parkway in two days, which would basically be Two really long runs over a weekend. So do a really long run, sleep in a tent, get up and do it again. Because uh, that's basically the distance of the parkway. And putting that two years in the future gives me enough time to train. And it gives me enough time to uh, you know, prepare and plan. And you know, work with sponsors and all that other great stuff. And speaking of amazing people... I do have to give a plug. Uh, Adidas of Canada was pretty amazing. It wasn't pretty. They were amazing this year. And they stepped up and they sponsored me. They provided the team shirts. They provided me with training gear, shoes, pants, shorts, sweaters, you know, you name it. Uh, they provided it. And, you know, a huge shout-out to Paul, who's the manager of the Adidas store in South Edmonton Common. Uh, he, him and I have started running together. He's a great guy. Uh, Chelsea at the DS Hour office, fantastic. I mean, going from a very, very grassroots event, uh, not even two years ago, to having the support of a, of a, of a big company like that. Um, again, it's just meeting cool people that want to help. And it was a phenomenal help. I mean, what can I say? I, I, I never thought in my, in my wildest dreams that I'd have a shoe company sponsor me. So, um, and it still doesn't even feel that right because, I mean, <laughs> I don't think anyone would see me walking in public and go, yeah, that guy looks like a sponsored athlete. So, uh, again, hats off. 
And I shouldn't, you know, and I shouldn't forget to mention um, all the support runners and all the people who volunteered the day of. Um, it's just, uh, it's it's very humbling to have people support you in that in that way, and and then, you know, and are willing to follow you around all day. Because I can't imagine watching the run is at all entertaining. Um, I mean. I just can't imagine. I, I mean, I can't imagine being my dad or my sister sitting in the support van all day. Uh, I can't imagine being my mom following it from stop to stop and my Auntie Pat. Um, the support runners who are waiting for us to come in, who are having to follow on social media, figuring out where we are, uh, making sure that they're at their pickup spot on time. Um, just, you know, unreal. So, so that's the really long run. That's the update on that. And, uh, Last, you know, last week I was in Kamloops, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Canada. Kamloops is about an eight-hour drive from Edmonton. It's, in the, it's west of Edmonton. It's in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, and surprisingly enough, this may surprise people who aren't from Canada, or it may even surprise people that are in Canada. Kamloops is actually, Kamloops is actually situated in a semi-desert. There's actually sagebrush there. It gets very, very hot. And uh, it's mountainy. Where I'm living right now, it's in the prairies, but it's mountainous in, in, in Kamloops. Uh, that's where I grew, actually where I grew up. So while I was there, uh, I wanted, one of the big mistakes I made last year is after the really long run, I didn't train for a few months. Uh, partially because I couldn't. Uh, I definitely, my recovery time this year was infinitely faster. I mean, I was ready to go for a run the next day this year, where last year I couldn't get out of bed the next day. So... The conditioning has obviously gotten better. Um, but anyway, I was in Kamloops last week, and I'm trying to make sure that I stay on top of my training and just so I don't lose as much as I did last year. And So I ran to you know one of the peaks around there, one of the, up, up to one of the radio towers that sits on one of the peaks up on the top of one of the mountains. And, you know, it was, I had a couple hours to myself just to run around, and it no pressure, nobody watching, nobody just running with a with a fantastic view and just just going out for the the pure enjoyment of it. And you know, I I was saying to people after the run this year that part of me just wants to run. Like the fundraising's great and being interviewed and all that stuff. That's all part of it. But just the freedom of being able to run. And I am so fortunate as a man who lives with. MS, that I am still able to run. Uh, you know, for any warriors out there that are listening that can't, uh, you know, my heart goes out to you, and I hope that in my own small way that I, you know, I contribute to the to their, their being a cure. And, and interestingly enough, I ran the second 20K on the really long run with my neurologist, and he sounded pretty confident that there's going to be some pretty substantial leap forwards in treatment over the next few years. And I sincerely hope he's right. I mean, I, you know, whether it's the stem cell or whatever it is, I mean, I don't think any of us really actually care what the treatment is that leads to uh, an improvement in the quality of life uh, or even a cure. Um, but here's hoping that, uh, you know, as long as we keep working on it and, um, and keep creating awareness that it moves on.
Uh, now, kind of su switching gears. Um, yeah, kind of switching gears. One of the things that uh, has come up is, and one of the things that really, yeah, it pisses me off. You know, when I talk to people, obviously exercise and being active comes up because of the nature of what I've been doing over the last couple of years with the run. And one of the responses that I commonly get is, oh, I'm not a runner. Oh, that's not for me. And I'm not talking about, pe with that, I'm not talking about people with MS that say that. I'm talking about people that haven't been diagnosed with anything that say that. And to be honest with you, the reason why it irritates me, because that is the biggest crock of horse, oh, I can't say that, uh, uh, it's the biggest crock of horse poop I've ever heard. Um, if you're not healthy, it's because you don't want, like, if you don't have a diagnosis like MS, you know, or a pre-existing condition, and you choose to live a lifestyle that creates poor health, whether it's creating, you know, whether it's overweight or you're smoking or whatever it is that you are doing or aren't doing. Don't say to somebody, well, it's just because I'm not a runner. Underneath our skin, we're fundamentally all the same. And the truth is, we are built for endurance. There are still modern hunter-gatherer tribes in Africa that how they hunt is through endurance. They will simply chase an animal until the animal is exhausted, and then they get it. That's a fact. It's the reason why we store fat. We don't, we're not built to overpower. We're, built, we're basically designed to think and endurance. We are born to run. Um, and you can listen to all kinds of, again, horse crap about different exercise programs and this and that and the other thing. I am still, to this day, even though I'm an ultra marathoner, and I can say that because I've done two, I am still, I mean, I'm still over 200 pounds. I'm not built like a gazelle. And I've had bad knees my whole life. My knees have not gotten any worse as a result of running. In fact, my knees feel better right now than they have in literally years. They don't pop out like they used to. Part of that's stretching, rolling out, exercise, moving, uh, drinking enough water. I mean, all of these things are factors that go into it. Um, but this, to suggest that you can't exercise because somehow you're that much different than everyone else, eh, that's a great excuse, but that's what it is, and it's an excuse. If you want to get more active, you can be more active. That's what I think. And that's not what, actually, that's not what I think. It's what I know. Now, if you are a manmaster with limited mobility, you can still move around. 
And it's all about challenging yourself and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. So maybe you can't run around the block. That's fine. I couldn't run around the block when I started either. I couldn't see out of one of my eyes when I started. I had no balance when I started. My mom used to have to walk me down the street and hold my arm because my balance was so bad. That was nine years ago. I've now run three half marathons and two ultra marathons since. Um, and I, it was all by breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. And it literally started with just getting up and going out to the end of the driveway and back. And then when I would go on my walks, I had a loop that I did. And I was able, once I was able to walk on my own, on the paths I walked on, there was pedestrian bridges over this creek where I lived. And they were about, you know, four to 500 meters uh, apart. I used to challenge myself to see if I could run. And it sounds funny now because I just ran 80 kilometers in a single day. But I honestly started with just trying to run 400 meters without stopping. And I was so badly out of shape at the time and still recovering from a really severe MS attack that 400 meters seemed impossible. And I can remember my lungs feeling like they wanted to explode. Um, you know, I was still, you know, there was, because I had been smoking and making very, very unhealthy lifestyle choices. But eventually I could run the 400 meters. And once I got the 400 meters, I thought, let's see if I can do a whole loop, which is maybe just under a kilometer. And then once I could run a kilometer without stopping, I thought, maybe I should train to see if I can run a 5K. Then I got to the point where I could run five kilometers without stopping. Then five became 10. Once I could run 10, I thought, hey, I should try a half marathon. Then in 2009, I ran my first half marathon. Ran it in two hours, which apparently is not a bad time. It's not, I mean, I'm not competing in the world championships of two hours, believe me. But not a bad time. And here we are now. And honestly, I believe this with every fiber of my being. It's not that you can't do it. It's that you don't want to do it. If you want to do something, you can do it. If you honestly believe and want to do it, you can do it. It's a choice. And by making that choice and by believing in it, you will start uh, doing activities and taking actions that will guide you towards the goal. So if you have severe MS, again, maybe you'll never be able to run. And my heart goes out to you. But maybe it's just a matter of being able to uh, move a little bit more. Maybe you have to exercise, exercise in a chair. But, those, but getting active will elevate your mood. And I believe... Now, this is a belief. I can't prove this. It'll help to uh, lessen the severity of any future attacks and possibly uh, improve your quality of life. And really, that's all we can ask for. And, I, and why, why I, they, I brought that up is not because I've never actually had an MS or I've never actually had a warrior tell me that they can't be more active. In fact, it's the opposite. The people that say they can't be active 
are actually actually my people in my life that um, don't have any pre-existing conditions. You know, they're fat because they want to be fat. And they'll say, well, I don't really want to be fat. Sure you do. You, want, you maybe not consciously want to be fat, but you're not taking the actions. You haven't decided to take the actions. You haven't decided to do the necessary things to not be. Well, I'm genetically, I'm genetically predisposed to carry weight myself, which is obvious. I accept who I am. I accept the limitations of who I am. But I also care for myself, and I want to be as healthy as I can be, not only for myself, for my wife, for my kids. So I really got on a high horse here, and I don't know how, so I apologize, but uh, there's the Canadian in me right there. I just said sorry. Um, I don't think I should have apologized for that little rant. I think that uh, I'm speaking from the heart. And if you want to be more active, be more active. And understand you can be more active. There's The only thing that's holding you back is you. It's not your disease. It's not uh, your genetics. It's not uh, anything else other than you need to make the choice and, and just get your ass out there and do it. Uh, am I allowed to say that? On? Nah, we'll leave it. See if I get in trouble from Apple. Um, yeah. So, this, this one's going to be a little shorter than normal. Uh, probably just over a half an hour here. Uh, I just wanted to get something out before uh, before the bike tour, um, which I'm really looking forward to. We're supposed to get rained on all weekend. Uh, I, I don't think, I think this is my fifth, oh no, this is my sixth bike tour. This, um, and I don't think in any of them I've ever had nice weather on both days. So it'll be a good time in camera Saturday night and might be a little soggy, but uh, we'll have fun. I think but I'm renting a road bike this year. Everybody keeps telling me. I've been riding my mountain bike. This will be the first time I've ever done the bike tour on a road bike. And uh, if it's not easier, uh, I'll have some more to say to some people that, you know, harped on me. To, 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 so I rented a road bike. Uh, we'll see. And I'm also going to get a lot. Apparently, you can get this. I'm going to call it nut butter. I don't know what else to call it. Apparently, uh, it's something you put on your area down there to make the, and it apparently makes the, uh, the pain you get from riding a bike lessen. So, uh, if that's true, I'm going to, I'm going to be covered in that stuff. Cause that's the worst part of it is, is, is sitting on a bike seat and I'm going to be in for it this year. Cause I actually haven't been on a bicycle since I rode the bike tour last year. Um, with all the running I've been doing, I just haven't ridden a bike. Now, the funny thing about that, the captain of our bike team uh, is a gentleman named Paul. And every time I see him, he says, oh, you know, are, are you sure you, you know, because for those of you who aren't familiar with the, with the, the bike tour, um, you ride 80 kilometers. So, you know, the really long run is actually the day one route of the bike tour. So you do 80 kilometers to Camrose from Ladue, sleep overnight in Camelos, get on your bike, and you ride back. So it's, you know, it's, well, 80 times 2, so 160. It's either 160 or 170 the whole weekend because I think day, the day two route's a little bit longer. And uh, 
every time I see him, he says, oh, you know, Sean, are you, you think you're going to be able to make, you're going to be able to do the bike tour? And the last time I looked at him and I said, look, Paul, I just ran the thing. I think I'll be fine. And, and, and I stand by that. I mean, I think if you can run it, you can't coast when you're running. You can coast on a bike. So uh, I just think it's why he keeps asking me, like, you know, are you sure you're going to be able to, uh, are you sure you're going to be able to, 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 to ride this thing? Well, the worst part is it's going to be my bum because uh, sitting on a bike seat is my least favorite thing, one of my least favorite things to do. So anyway. Uh, I will have an, another podcast uh, relatively soon after the bike tour. Uh, I'm hoping to have a guest. Uh, fantastic! I got a, I got a, I got an email from a listener uh, almost a month ago, and you know, a tough story. He he was a very very competitive athlete when he got diagnosed and. Uh, I don't know the whole story yet, but I, I did reach out to him and asked him if he would, would be on the podcast. So hopefully it'll be the next one and uh, kind of how he's transitioning and, um, you know, and how he's feeling now, um, you know. I think being diagnosed is, well, obviously it's terrible for everyone. Um, but if you're a high-level athlete, and and having a transition to uh, I mean that's that that's pretty heavy so um, hopefully we'll get them on and and, uh, and we'll share that story with the rest of you um, so on that note if anyone out there would like to be a guest on the podcast all you have to do is send me an email to sean at own multiple sclerosis.com so it's s-e-a-n at o-w-n multiplesclerosis.com it's all one word you can also tweet at me at, at ownms.com1 so o-w-n-m-s-d-o-t-c-o-m and then the number one um, you can find me on Facebook you can find all multiple sclerosis on Facebook you can find the really long run on Facebook you can find me personally on Facebook at Sean which my name is Sean Wingrave. Last win, last name is well, okay. I'll spell the whole thing. S E A N is my first name, and Wingrave W I N G G is in George, R A V E V is in Victor. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Add me as a tw- as add me as a friend. Anyone who gives me a friend request, I I add. Um, if you pump, you know, but if I end up with a bunch of goofy stuff through my my news feed about politics or religion or something, you, you know, you'll be. I'll just unfriend you um and yeah add me so if you if there's anyone out there that wants to be a guest i mean i by all means uh, get a hold of me i'd love to hear from you and the big thing is if you want to be a guest and you don't always agree with things i have to say that's great i'd rather have differing points of view because um, i know i'm not always right uh just ask my wife i'm wrong more than i'm right so um anyway Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.